let's not lose any more old lady Hollywood celebrities. I can't take it. Also, I kind of performed stand-up, but it was at a work function. Does that count? I don't know. Let's discuss it on the latest episode of your favorite podcast, Contrary Gardens. Contrary. Gardens. Hey gang, it's Mary. It's your host of Contrary Gardens. Here we are with another episode. Did you have a good week? Did it go okay for you? Were people assholes? Were you a dick back to them? Did you get a headache? It's 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 life. It's life every day now. Uh, do I have a headache? Do I not have a headache? Why is that person being a dick? Hey, here's a question. Here's a question. When you're driving on the road, just driving on the road, minding your own business, what makes you want to get right up on my ass when I'm driving? Hmm? Oh, not you, my faithful listeners and friends and family. I mean the other assholes. Look, if you're tailgating me, you're a fucking problem. I had a speeding ticket a couple months ago. Had to take one of those classes online about driving. And that test reminded me that you could die at any moment in a split second because someone's being an asshole. And then I get back in the car after I take the class and I'm like, everyone's running red lights. Everyone's tailgating. No one's wearing their seatbelt. That guy's texting. Why are there so many cops in my neighborhood? What's happening? And no one's looking. I was driving to work this week, and I turned onto one road to make a left turn onto another, and the the arrow had just come on. I didn't even take a beat, and I started going. And as I was doing it, a car was running a red light and right in front of me. Now, I was going onto a three-lane road, and I wasn't even there yet, and he was on the far lane. But holy fucking shit, that would have been it. Boom. My car just would have flipped or gone upside down or at least on a 360. Holy shit. So I live to tell the tale and I'm fine. But every day it feels like two, three near misses, which is a miss. It should be the expression should be it's a near hit because you almost get hit. Fuck that. Hey, what are my topics? (laughs) Where am I? What's going on? I don't want to lose my main topic. I don't want to lose any more old lady Hollywood celebrity women, please stop dying. What's happening? It's a wave. I know they're all really old. I know they're all really old, but I still want them all to stay longer. Why do they have to go? Okay. Let me try. Let's and the other topic was I kind of got to perform stand-up comedy this week. Mary, what are you talking about? We would have come to see you. You wouldn't have been allowed. (laughs) I got to perform at a work function. The whole department was all in one room. Once a year we get together and we do a big rah-rah and we learn and we have icebreakers and there's what they call breakout sessions. We didn't do. And there's snacks and there's a lunch brought in and there's virtual presentations and live presentations. So I was given the opportunity to do a couple things. One of them was staff bingo. You got to fill the card. You got to walk around and get to know people. Like, the items are not numbers. Although, you know, while we were doing it, I'm screaming out, I-17. 
B3. <laughs> and I didn't say O69 because I have self-control. And it was at work. Those two reasons. It's because I was at a work thing. I have no self-control. That's, that's not really true. No self-control. Zero. So we did staff bingo. And the items are like, uh, you know, can hula hoop. Speaks a foreign language. Taught a class. Is a writer. You know, has a dog, has a nickname, right? Has a birthday, that's a holiday. Um, July 1st is Canada Day. Write it down. If you don't already know, it's true, it's a holiday. And that's what happens when you do staff bingo and you fill in the boxes and you walk around the room and try to find people that fit that description. And then they, we gave out gas cards as a prize. The other event that we ran was a Would You Rather so two people come up and you ask them, you know, you, you're going to take the lump sum if you win the lotto or are you going to do the monthly installments? Take the lump sum. Don't be an asshole. So it's that type of question. You know, do you want to be able to talk to animals or understand every language in the world? I don't care. <laughs> so I got to host that with a coworker, and it went really well. And then there were times where we had to kill time. And I would just go up and look at my boss and grab the mic and, and go, you need me to riff? And she'd even at one point, she even did the stretch symbol, like, you know, keep going. We had fun. I, I made a lot of silly jokes, all very off the cuff and impromptu. But when you're talking to a room full of people, and you know most of them, it's pretty easy to come up with some jokes. Because <laughs> they're right there in front of you. You know these people. You know what they laugh at. You know what they do for a living. You see them every day, some of them. It was a really fucking good time. And and then afterward, they're all like, oh, my God, Mary, you were fantastic. And then I got, and days later, they're still emailing me and texting me and calling me and telling me in person, you were really funny, Mary. You have to do it next year. I said, twists my arm. We'll see. Anyway, it felt really good. I'm still not going to go do comedy because it wouldn't feel as good as that did because that felt really good. And some of my friends and I have always just wanted to do corporate comedy, but it's different when it's your own job. <laughs> That's way too easy. It's really hard when it's someone else's job. But I'm charming and likable. I guess I could do it. Yeah, it's a thing. It's who you know and shit. Okay. We're going to take a quick break, and when I come back, I'm going to talk to you guys about all these old ladies in Hollywood that are dying constantly in front of us. It's like a domino effect. Boom, 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 boom. Who's next? I don't know. Let's delve into that when we come back. Go put a topper on your coffee. Go get a cold beer. Go get some water. Make a cup of tea. I don't know. Do what you got to do. Scratch your foot. I don't know where you are or what you're doing. I don't know. Wipe your phone off, though. There's a lot of fingerprints and oil from your skin on it. You need to wipe it off. And, you know, maybe find a paper towel. Maybe even just clean it. Just take a Clorox wipe and clean the thing or an alcohol wipe or swab or go clean your phone. I'll see you in a minute, all right? Go. Go do those things. I'll see you in, I don't know, three seconds? I don't know. Here comes the music. I'll be right back. Contrary. Gardens. It's me with the sad part of the show. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, this week we lost 
a legend, an, an English lady who had a great accent, who could sing, who could perform in a musical on Broadway or in a children's movie or in a sexy 1940s film about gaslighting. That's right. She got her film premiere in uh, her, her um, first film role was in 1944 in Gaslight. I think she was 19 or 20 at the time. I know. Ladies and gentlemen, Angela Lansbury has gone to the great, great, I don't know, Broadway show in the sky. Where do, I don't know. Where do, where, would, where do the musical stars go? Would you think of her as a musical star? Well, and let's not forget Murder, She Wrote, 96 years old. She was kind of amazing. It, there's so many great stories coming out. It's very cool. She um, had a fascinating life. I don't know if it's true, but I want it to be. When her daughter was a teenager living in California, and she was working in film and stuff, her daughter was starting to hang out with this group. She didn't really like them too much. She was a little nervous about it. She didn't like the way they were acting and the things they were asking her to do. And her daughter was actually stealing from her because this, this guy and this group was telling her to do it. She packed up and moved her entire family to Ireland to get away from it. Who was that guy? Charles Manson. I want that to be true. That's a great story. She was a really cool lady. She also made sure when she was doing Murder, She Wrote, that she would contact all the old Hollywood stars she knew who were in the unions. And in order to stay in the union and keep the insurance and stuff like that, the health insurance and the the um, rental assistance that they provided, because unions used to do good shit like that for actors. They don't do that anymore. What, Mary? You sound bitter. <laughs> Anyway, Angela Lansbury would contact all those folks she knew from Hollywood from years before who were having a hard time financially. She'd give them guest spots and principal speaking roles in Murder, She Wrote episodes so they could get a little something-something, keep the union card, keep their insurance going. She's a cool fucking lady. 96. And they remember her looking beautiful and glamorous into her 70s and 80s. She still had a waist. She was doing musical theater at the Tony Awards in the 80s and 90s, presenting at the Tonys and stuff with, like, B. Arthur and singing Bosom Buddy from MAME. She was Gypsy and she was MAME. She was both of them. We got to see her. I know for sure we saw her. And I don't know if it was on Broadway or the Westbury Music Fair. Margaret helped me out. But I think we saw Angela Lansbury in Gypsy, if I remember correctly. But I know that she was on Broadway with Gypsy and MAME. Because she was amazing. She did it all. Bedknobs and broomsticks? What, are you kidding me? And let's not forget that she was the teacup lady in, 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 I got this. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to, Beauty and the Beast, you know. Tell us all, tell us all this time that she sang about her. Anywho, Ted, 96. And I know I was talking about how it felt like a lot of them were dying now. But I'm thinking of the queen because that was a big one. And she was not a Hollywood star. But I remember years ago, my friend Liz would say, Olivia de Havilland is going to outlive them all because she's so angry and bitter <laughs> and resentful. <laughs> and she did. She outlived a lot of them. She outlived her sister, Joan Fontaine. Look, Betty Davis died a million years ago. But this reminds me of a lot of my favorites. And um, I got my love of old Hollywood from my parents. But I got my love of the actresses from my mom because she filled her bookshelf with 
autobiographies of all of these great Hollywood actresses. I read the Rosalind Russell one. It was called Life is a Banquet because the anti-mame character that Rosalind Russell played on Broadway and in film, she had a saying, life is a banquet and most poor suckers are starving to death. If I ever get a tattoo, I mean, it's probably going to be Portrait of a Lady on Fire or something about New York or being a lefty, but it's also going to be Life is a Banquet. That's one of my favorite expressions. Lauren Bacall was another one. My mother had that book. It was called Bacall by Myself. She wrote the book herself. She really did. Back in those days, they wrote the books. And all these ladies, including Betty Davis and all of them, every all of them, they were all teenage girls at the movies, sitting in the back, smoking, watching the movies <laughs> from like the 20s and the 30s and stuff. And then they all became stars in the 40s and 50s. Betty Davis, Lauren Bacall, Rosalind Russell. Come on, you can name them all. You know what? I met, forgot to mention when I talked about the Pygmalion movies a couple of podcasts ago. I forgot to mention Betty Davis in Now Voyager, one of the best Pygmalion stories of all time. She falls in love, and then she doesn't get the guy at the end. But he's like, oh, if only it could have worked out. He lights a cigarette for both of them at the same time, hands her the cigarette. He says, oh, I wish it could have been better for us. And they're looking out the window. And she says, oh, let's not wish for the moon when we have the stars. That's a great fucking quote from the movie. I loved all these ladies. They were amazing. It's very sad that we're losing them. I mean, losing Betty White was an international um, uh, wake. We all we all felt that one. We all suffered when Betty did, when when Betty White died. That was bad. Everyone needs to light a candle tonight and do a rosary to make sure that Carol Burnett is safe wherever she is. I don't know where she is. I assume she's in California. Look, I've covered a lot in this episode. <laughs> I had a good time. I hope you're having a great Sunday. I hope that whatever you want to happen to you today happens. And if it doesn't, why don't you go put on TCM and watch an old movie? And then let me know which one it was, because I fucking love old movies. They're the best things since sliced bread. They're fantastic. I will always worship old Hollywood, even though there's some backward shit going on back then. I just loved it. My God. You know who else I loved? Catherine Hepburn. She was fucking awesome. Catherine Hepburn, Ginger Rogers, Lucille Ball, Paulette Goddard. Oh my God. I, I mean, oh my God. Let me think who else. What's the, all the ladies in The Women, that movie? They're, they're just, just, we were so lucky to have gotten to see their art and to continue to be able to see their art. They're great. They're fantastic. Look, you got things to do. I'm just going to keep rambling about old actresses that died. So get home with your day. Go for a walk if you can. Get a hug. Don't forget to hydrate. You know how I worry about you. I want you to take care of yourself. I want you to be here so we can all be here together if we ever get to retire. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Hey, I love you. Have a great day. Mare out. Contrary.